Hello and welcome to Drop the Ball. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Unfortunately, we don't have Josh this week, but we do have the one and only Jackson Wilkes and Oliver Hutchison. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Uh, how are we today, boys? Peachy. I, I'm pretty solid. I'm, I'm doing okay. Doing okay? I'm great. Yeah. Great. Soaring for the stars, great. Right, Oliver? Ad Astra MFR. <laughs> oh, no. They know where we're at now. <laughs> Unlike it it definitely didn't give us the way that we were talking about basically only Kansas City sports. Oh, but whatever. God. It's fine. Okay. Well, we'll jump right into it. First, we'll start with the Arrowhead Shop Talk. And then after the break, we'll swing over to the K for the Kaufman Corner. And guess what, guys? That's with a K. And uh, <laughs> then we'll, uh, we'll end it with... With what? Amer- with what? With what? Um, America's favorite segment? Dare we say it? Bro, Colonel Sanders <laughs> <laughs> loves us. Dude, I'm telling you, America's everyone, everyone loves segment. us. And Uncle Wait, what Sam, is that segment called, Matthew? It's called uh, Drop the Ball. Mm, yes. But I'm, I get it because it's it's the name of the show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, man, we're better than <laughs> Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, okay? Listen to us before you listen to them. Jeez. <laughs> <Jeez>. Uh... <laughs> So we had football this week. Yeah. Oh my God. It makes me so finally. happy that we uh, actually real happy. Oh we my. Finally, yeah. That we finally get to see the product that the Chiefs are putting on the field. And quite honestly, uh, we were all here watching it together, but it really looked like it was a very polished team versus a team that is still tr- figuring out what the hell they are. Looks like a brand new Tesla. It was. I'm Quality, gonna go out and say it was that shiny. It was and ran <laughs> and purred like a kitten. Purred, Except they didn't uh, purr because it's an electric car. How about a Maserati? That works. Boom. All right. Or your. Uh, <laughs> it was. Yeah. Go what, my Honda Civic? It was better <laughs> than I expected it to be. Yeah. For from a Chiefs fan perspective, I the game itself was no was not the level of competition I was expecting. I was not expecting that the Texans to come into the game and just kind of flop like that. I expected more of like a. I expected more of more of a, of a of a defense. You know, I expected there to be kind of like a trading of touchdowns and stuff like that. Yeah, and more fireworks. The, the final score doesn't look that bad, but if you were watching the game live, um, after the Chiefs took a lead, it just—I mean, yeah, the Texans scored first, but after that first touchdown, it just yeah, it was thirty-one it was to se- it was thirty-one to seven. Out of time. The score doesn't really reflect, oh, yeah. but the Chiefs put a hurt on. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I mean, that kind of gets into. I mean, I th- I think I mean Deshaun Watson was running for his life, and I think that's a real credit to the defensive line, of course. Why you ask, Frank, the Shark Clark? Hey, he di- he didn't get a s- he might have gotten I think one sack just because he pushed him out of bounds, but Chris Jones and Frank Clark were just monsters. Chris Them Jones pressures, bro. Yeah, Chris Jones had a sack and a half, and we uh, with the uh, no M- Mike Pinnell. It didn't skip a beat. Colin Saunders, who unfortunately got injured, and then Tershawn Wharton, uh, both they both uh, they both played really well. Yeah, I was very very impressed with um, on defense as a whole. I was very impressed with both our vets and our rookies. Um, Legarius Sneed balled out on on that secondary. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you guys said, the the defensive line really did a great job putting pressure on Deshaun Watson. I think. I mean, granted, I don't know how good the offensive line for the Texans is. I believe that they did have some problems with returners and not return non-returners. Yeah, they, I mean, Laramie Tunsil is good, but other than that, 
yeah. the rest of them are not fantastic. So it so it is definitely um, nice to see us apply that pressure. Uh, however, I think we'll have a few tougher opponents in terms of offensive line uh, yeah. later on in the season. And it, not necessarily the Chargers, but the Ravens is going to be definitely a hard time getting past. Yeah, Ravens, Ravens, Saints, and Bucks. I think all are going to. Although the Bucks did not look offensive line did not look that good this year, this week. So. Bucks looked pretty mediocre, which makes yeah. Oliver very happy. Ah, uh, that makes me. Just <laughs> ecstatic! My, I'm, you're, wait, oh, you're man. big. You're big. Uh, Tom Brady fan, right? Oliver? Oh, he is my favorite to shit on. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love him for one purpose, and just I just love to hate him so much. Um, back on the back to the Chiefs, but uh, Legarius Sneed. We were talking about him earlier. Uh, Legarius Sneed. Everyone like sure. Everyone is saying, "Oh, well, the interception was caused by Tyron Matthew. That's the only reason he caught it." But he was staying up with Will Fuller pretty much throughout the game. He allowed two catches on six targets, which was yeah. is pretty good. No, it's yeah, really good. And I mean, I was saying it on one of the prior podcasts that he, oh my gosh, he was keeping up with Tyree Kill in practice, which means his speed is one hundred percent there. If he could have any sort of solid cover skills, his speed is going to carry him more than more than anything. Which he seems to have the cover skills, based on his performance yeah. on at the at the game and. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I do think that um, Matt might have made a good, a good uh, guess. A good. Uh, he brought up a good idea when he said that Legarius was going to be good. I definitely didn't think that he was going to be playing on the field as much as he did this well, year. Well, it helps when last week when one guy breaks his hand and another guy gets suspended. Yeah, that is also true. Bringing um, us to yeah, bringing us to. Did you want to say something, Jackson? Sorry. Uh, no, 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 you're good. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> Bashad might have to be a little concerned for his job. Just saying. Yeah. He's done after this year. I'm, like, I'm, on the, I'm in the firm camp. Trade fodder? I, I wouldn't be – I honestly wouldn't hate. if we. The problem is, though, we still have to watch our cap. So if we do trade him, it will need to be for, like, a younger talent. That I was going to say have. a draft pick. Yeah, if, I mean, if they if they draft – I mean, if they trade Rashad Breeland, they might get a sixth-round pick for him, maybe. They might get the uh, sixth-round no, pick No, I think, it, I think we could maybe pull off uh, – we could definitely pull off, like, a – I don't know, maybe, like, a fourth-round mm. pick. In fourth round, you can still get some pretty high-level CBs. Like so. Legereus Sneed. Yeah, Legereus also played free safety. In college, I mean, he played he played slot corner sometimes, but I mean, free safety was his number one. So, I mean, a left or right cornerback slot is new to him, which is yeah. I was more that's impressive. why I was so concerned uh, whether or not he could actually pull up, perform the position well enough. Yeah, and like Oliver said, Rashad Breeland is gonna really have to fight for his job back because, I mean, it's it's inevitably gonna inevitably going to go back to him because of course he had the interception in the Super Bowl and he's either great or he's not that great in my opinion. So if we could just get consistency out of Legarius, I think I think he's the one. But do we know what kind of um <clears throat> off field person we have here in Mr. Sneed? Just <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't I don't know. I mean I feel like anybody is subjected to some sort of ridicule at some point like will they will somebody like bring up tweets that he had when he was in seventh grade or well, something? well i think maybe? those are all pretty much horse shit i don't <laughs> Especially think once i don't you think get into your post college days yeah people stay i know stupid um shit in seventh grade 
he didn't have anything, I don't think, off the top of my head. Because I know in the draft now, they really kind of, like, when someone gets drafted, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this guy had troubles. I know when this Willie year. Gay, we, when we drafted Willie Gay, um, yeah. they brought up why, like, he didn't play as many games because he had, yeah. like, some academic kind of fight or thing. something. Yeah. Um, s- speaking of that, the, the draft this year, they could, they were, oh, my gosh, they were ringing the hell out of anything. anyone. That would happen like, oh my gosh. And no, and this is not, I hope this doesn't come across as like, I don't care about these players. Like if they go through a tragedy, that's like, it's great that they're like in the NFL and that's great. But every single time they'd be like, oh, he like failed the fourth grade and then he had to do it again. (laughs) Like in the draft this year, it was just like anything they could muster and like play that dramatic ass music underneath. They were like, this is yeah that that's a good point this is something i just noticed it's kind of off topic but in in the draft i noticed a lot of guys who had either lost fathers or had fathers that were in jail a lot of dead fathers and a lot of jailed fathers that's just something i I noticed seeing like three maybe four of those stories this year in the draft so that definitely i definitely remember seeing a lot of clyde being one of them yeah his father was in jail for a while and then i mean he's he's been out for a while now but while when he was a when he was a kid, and that's why he uh, he added his stepfather's name on the. That's why when I just remember like the first names. round, you know, when they like make a, you know, they they um, <clears throat> uh, spend a lot of time on each pick. I kind of remember remember a couple of them in the first or second round had had that situation. Yeah, which sucks. But uh, getting back on the topic of Traverius Ward, Sorry. no, it's okay. It's not your fault. Uh, all of us went into a, a scandal. Uh, scandal. Uh, <laughs> a it's tra- a you know, you know. It's an outrage. Oh no, oh, no, no. Not Oklahoma. <laughs> if you know, you know. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> uh, Traverius Ward with a fractured hand, and at first Rip. you're like, fractured hand. Oh my God, he's out for the season. But thankfully, as a cornerback, he can uh, put on this little glove and that will slap just, people around. That with will it. slap people around. He's just <laughs> probably not going to get as many interception this inter- interceptions this year, but. No, he got the one-handed one last year. Just watch yeah, for Pete, man. It's fine. Well, and as soon as Breland comes back, we'll kind of have more depth so that he yeah. can kind of recover from the hand without having to play I every can see, snap and yeah, stuff like that. I, I agree with Jackson. I, I can see them the first time, like game five. I can't tell you off the top of my head who it is, but game five, I wouldn't be surprised if they give Traverius a day off. I don't think he'll play this week, though. I don't think he'll play at all this week. With Rashad Fenton and... Uh, Legereus Sneed and uh, some of their cornerback play uh, when they were winning last week was kind of atrocious with Antonio Hamilton, get him off the team. But other than that, I, I think they'll be able to figure it out. Tyron Matthew can get them together. With what I saw last week, I'm not that concerned about not having Traverius Ward for just like a game or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want him on the team. He's a good player. However, I don't know if we're losing too much with some of the talent that I saw kind of shining through. Yeah, last and I week. and I agree. You need to give Rashad Fenton more snaps. I mean, he's a he's a second year player, and I just think one hundred percent you need to give him more snaps. Uh, speaking of somebody who needs more snaps, with Colin Saunders' elbow injury, he will only be gone for I think they said four to five weeks, which is which is it's good, still, but still substantial. Substantial, yeah. but he might not have a job when he gets back because Tershawn Wharton, my boy, I love Missouri S and T D two baby. Mahomes State, let's Bro, go. He was, oh my God, he was destroying the center. He was literally just like ripping him off. He picked him up off. 
and threw him across the field. <laughs> and then when Deshaun, yeah, when Deshaun was like running across to the left side of the field, he almost tracked him down. Almost. That shit was. Oh my god, I was, I was flabbergasted. Dudes, yeah, that was crazy. Um, again, another off topic. I saw a highlight of Aaron Donald who almost literally one-handedly picked up Zeke and carried him on his way to the quarterback. It was the most ridiculous thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and, and Zeke's not a I mean Zeke's shorter, but he's built like a freaking barrel, man. Like dude, that's Donald and the is Rams, just a yeah. monster. And the Rams play the Eagles this week, which the Eagles so had bad. eight sacks against them against the Washington football team, which they have really good yeah, pass Chase rushers. Young, man. Don't get yeah. Don't get me wrong. Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Matthew Iadonez, and uh, and Chase Young are great. Don't get me wrong, but still. But I don't even think it's a debate that Aaron Donald is way better than all of those guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He. I can. I can see them giving up just three sacks to Aaron Donald by himself. That's what I was gonna say. That's three it. sack game right there. Yeah. <laughs> I. I th- Ooh yeah. But do we have do we have a diamond in the rough with Tershawn Wharton? I mean, uh, nobody really saw him, and he. he that'd be looks, legendary. He looks, He's got the same build. I don't want to call him Aaron Donald. I'm not calling him Darren Donald. Do not take that. <laughs> Darren Donald. Aaron Donald. Darren I'm not, Arnold. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not taking. I'm not saying that. But he's got similar build. He's not like as like muscular as he is, but he's got a similar build and he's fast. So I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Nottie's out of a job by the time we're, he's done, which would be I think, insane. I think Tereshawn could possibly make a case for best undrafted free agent this season. Um, if not, probably one of the better defensive rookies. You know who he will beat out, though, is Kamad Severand of the Seahawks. <laughs> 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 oh, throwback to episode one when uh, that guy got kicked out of the team hotel for sneaking in a girl. He was lonely, oh, man. That's who, <laughs> that's who that is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kamad Severand. I'm surprised you remember his name. I was the yeah, one that did I that. I was like, who's this kid? <laughs> yeah. That was that was my drop the ball, and I forgot his name. Uh, but – uh, overview of the Texans game, I just like we said at the beginning, it was just an overmatch. I think that the Chiefs are much more polished, and even with with uh, LDT and Laurent Duvernay Tardif and Damian Williams not coming back, and Lucas Nyang not playing. Oh my God! Speaking of, uh, yeah, and them not playing, they looked really good, and uh, we didn't get to Clyde. We'll get to him right now. Oh my God! Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was. Looking, in my opinion, I this is something you can take my word for. He looked like vintage Le'Veon Bell out there. He was waiting for a cut. He made a jump cut and bye. He was gone. I that was really, really, really like Clyde Edwards-Helaire. He leads the league in rushing, and that was his first NFL game ever. Yeah, I, I'm very, very impressed with him. And I think the only thing that I noticed in the game that he didn't quite hit as well as I would like is his like goal line yeah. rushes. Yeah. But I think that's more of a uh, yeah, Andy Reid needs to call more like toss plays and stuff. Thank you. I d- now I don't criticize <laughs> Andy Reid on here, but these guys were here with me and they were just running inside zone the same time. Just a, a run up the middle is what inside zone is. So they were just running the ball up the middle every time. They needed to pitch it to him or have a little pass or something because it's, it, it, if you get if you get two straight inside zones, they're gonna be like, oh, it's the same formation. They're gonna do it again. So they're gonna have like nine people going to Clyde Edwards-Helaire who is the, not the tallest person and sure he was he was showing a lot of bulk he was like pushing a lot of people over don't get me wrong but when you have like six people before you even reach the line of scrimmage you're not doing anything there no yeah i genuinely believe that really the big problem is just that there was no preseason or anything all they had was camp and yeah. so andy reed just had no time to kind of think about it see Peel like it some on field scrimmage play yeah. and 
figure out what kind of plays are going to work for him. Like you said, he's shorter. He's 5'9", I believe. and 5'7". That 5'9". Five, five, is it 5'7"? Yeah. I thought it was 5'6". Mm-hmm. No, someone look it up. Maybe he is like 5'6". Maybe he is a lot shorter than I thought. But, I mean, regardless, he's DT, just nowhere near. Five, he's 5'7". Five, seven. Seven. Okay, yeah. So, he's 5'7". He's nowhere near big enough. No matter how strong he is, he's not big enough to push over. Uh, an Aaron Donald or or a he's JJ no Christian Watt, or, uh, you know, like that's he's yeah. he cannot he physically it's just not possible. But that's, so we're that gonna is, have to do more to kind of get yeah. him into that end zone. And that's not his game, and that is completely fine. And maybe they were they were trying to the O line was doing really well. Oh my God, the O line was doing amazing. Uh, like Kaleche Osimile on Thursday was just tearing people apart. And if you're Great not aware name. with who that is, uh. He was brought in to replace Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, and they put him at left guard, and he was just destroying anybody that him and Eric Fisher were just making the biggest hole in the world. That was insane. There was only like one or two times that I think I saw Mahomes get pressured way too early or something like that in yeah. the entire game. Yeah, it's nuts. That first sack, the only sack I think was given up by Mitchell Schwartz, which was that's what really we noticed weird. that, and we're like, hmm. Yeah, that was granted, his first one. Granted, that was while, JJ right? Watt. No, 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 no. Was it, was, it not? It was some rookie or something. Like they just Whoa. they just didn't account for him or something. Well, so it did go on Mitchell Schwartz's behalf, but Well, yeah. that's too bad. I'm I'm more than willing to give him that sack in that scenario. Yeah, I mean uh what can you do? But uh but <laughs> hang on. So so Mitchell Schwartz this weekend this week was matched up for the most part. I whatever on JJ White. There was a video of him doing a matador on, move on JJ Watt, mm-hmm. which I didn't know what that was. So I watched this video. So normally, right off the snap, an offensive guard, uh, uh, a, a guard, a lineman puts his hands up and is like getting ready to receive the the, the lineman, right? So a common move for the D lineman is to slap the hands away and start trying to go around or through the lineman. Um, but Mitchell Schwartz puts his hands down at his sides and lets JJ Watt whiff when he comes up to try and slap his, slap his hands away. And JJ Watt kind of stumbles forward. And then Mitchell Schwartz comes in and engages him and totally caught him off guard. And it was kind of awesome to watch. Outsmarting man. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, I don't think gets enough respect for what he does. He is. I don't think all linemen in general get enough respect for what they do. You're I very mean, correct. there's, there's so much like specific like people think it's just like oh you're just standing up there keeping them but like there's like really specific technique that goes into it and like they've got to be they've got to know the play possibly more and better than like the wide receivers do sometimes and they've got to be like aware of every single aspect i mean they could accidentally run into the quarterback they could they could run into the ball carrier i mean they have to be some of the most aware people on the field 100% and they were they were they were bullying the the Texans offensive line or defensive line. They just were. And now I will say this. Well, this will be the last thing we talk about here before we get into the Chargers game, but do you think that they ran the ball too much? 25 rushes is not a lot, but this that's a lot for this Chiefs team. Uh that was only 25 for Clyde though. I think Daryl probably had around 7. Daryl Williams probably had around 7 or so. But do you think they ran the ball too much, boys? I I got a uh uh, rebuttal question for you. Okay. Did we win the game? Yeah, and no, th- but that's what I'm saying. Do you? Uh, you could use it as a time strategy, like for Andy this Reed game. I think the answer is no. Okay. Depending on another opponent, maybe it's just it's a game to game thing. And for this game, no. Yeah. Not at all. I I also agree. I 
the only thing that I will possibly say is that maybe in a game where it has to be a shootout and we have to try to keep up with another team or we have to try to make another force another team to keep up with us, maybe more likely scenario. Um, if, if that kind of game happens and we aren't as prepared to pass because this game, we didn't have that kind of aspect of our game working, then I totally, I, I, I can kind of understand that. But, um, in, in this this week alone, he it, it worked very well for us. We were getting the rookie reps. Um, it didn't look bad. And I think it's just kind of Andy Reid showing the entire NFL, look, you have to be worried about this now. Yeah. And later on, that'll help with the pass. They didn't even throw it to Clyde. Yeah, I was no, just I was yet. literally gonna bring that up. He didn't even he didn't even have a target. He had two. Mm-mm. Did he have a I think did they try two, to throw to him? I think they had two he had two targets. Well anyway, still, I mean can you not wait until like uh, everyone's like, "Oh, we got to bring the safety down so uh, so Clyde Edwards-Helaire doesn't destroy us." And well, then, you know, I think the two targets that he did have were like the checkdowns, you know. Yeah, and, and I think I think they were like either like Mahomes is like third option or yeah, it was like a checkdown. No, yeah. and and that's the thing though with Clyde is, I mean, uh, Joe Burrow's player right now, but at LSU, Joe Burrow. That was his safe. That Clyde was his safety net the whole time. That he is a receiving back more than in a, a receiving back and elusive back more than anything. But like I think it's nuts that they did not get him involved in the passing game at all. Especially because Damian Williams is that's one of his that's one of his biggest aspects to the team. But uh, moving on to the uh, game against the Chargers. Uh, I don't. We were watching the Oliver and I were watching the end of the Chargers Bengals game, and the Chargers should have lost that game. Uh, the Chargers did not look hot in that game. Tyrod Taylor did enough to make the team win, but um, if I'm being completely blunt here, we should absolutely destroy the Chargers on Sunday. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, Jackson, but. Um, I would say, I mean, you know, you know me, I don't like to speak in absolutes for the most part, uh, because when I do, I eat the Royals being well and possibly getting into the wild card, it doesn't (laughs) tend to work out well for me. So I try to stray away from being as being that kind of confident in what I'm saying. Uh, but I will say that this matchup does look very, very favorable for us. Um, I don't think their defense is really anything special, and the only their pass rush is the only thing that is that is going to be an issue. Yeah. But I think what I think what we did in at, on Thursday night was good enough. I mean, we like we said the offensive line were were animals. The uh, only thing that we did that didn't that I kind of worry about is we still allowed a good amount of runs, like the run rush yards, right? Yeah, and the Chargers do have what is it? Eckler, I believe, is their Austin running back. Austin Eckler, yeah, they got Austin. Yeah, Eckler, and, and then he's he's this new rookie. He had a lot of he had a lot of carries this week too. Yeah, he did. Um, but I will say that their running game is probably the best aspect of their game. So if we do give up too many yards, then that might be our downfall. Yeah. But we do still have the pass attack that we haven't even brought out yet. So if we start having to play from behind, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, and I think like 100. percent I think, I think I agree with you, Jackson. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be like, oh, they, they should destroy them, blah blah blah. But I, I don't know. This, this Chiefs team is, uh, built different. I don't know why I feel that. And sure, you can call me a homer. That's fine. I think it's also because, <clears throat> um, 
it, there are less fireworks and it looks more like a team than an offense, you know, yeah. and, and we are, we are forced to, we're, we are no, no longer forced to score all these points anymore. So we just look like more of a well-oiled machine that is just winning a football game instead of wowing everybody. So I'm like, this is, I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes was nowhere in the MVP talk this year, mm-hmm. but the chiefs are a favor favorite to win. Uh, I mean, the, in the playoffs, I, I, I kind of want to touch on that for a second. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes is still in the playoff, is still in the MVP picture. Because, I mean, so like we talked about. If you the, only throw the, six the, incompletions, you're going to be in the, in the MVP The thing picture. is, the passing, the passing okay. game. Gardner Minshew, we, one incompletion, three touchdowns. Hey, man, he played. MVP, he played baby. Awesome. Okay, but we anyway, talked sorry. about this, right? <laughs> we talked about how there was a lack of passing game in week one, right, with yeah. the Chiefs. Mahomes still had three passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And he still had 250 passing yards, I believe. Legend. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say straight up that Mahomes is the MVP or that he's gonna win the MVP. But I, I I'm not super worried about us playing as a team taking away from that because even when we have a more well-rounded team win, i.e. last week, he still looks really good, like really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Mahomes, I I mean he showed why he's one of if not the best quarterback in the National Football League. He was. He was he was taking shots down the field, but also he wasn't forcing anything. Like he got to his safety net, Travis Kelsey, and that's completely fine. And he's 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 playing he's playing like an MVP. But I wouldn't be surprised, like Oliver said, if he's not in the MVP race or he's not talked about a lot because oh they want to attach to something new. Like if Gardner Minshew goes out and has another great game and only throws one or two incompletions uh, and they win good god you gotta start talking about it are you kidding me oh yeah well like, and then you have you have like uh russell who was who i think oh threw for god. four touchdowns like yes. 300 or was it over 400 yards over 400 yards yeah, dude, yeah. He was and he no was interceptions monster. i think he had like a, i think he had a completion percentage of around like 75 i think maybe yeah i'm pulling that out of my ass a little bit but you know uh, what perennial mvp did not look good Drew Brees didn't look very good. He, Just saying. Yeah, he I, looked average. I wouldn't say he looked bad, but he yeah, definitely I, he did didn't not look like kind a perennial MVP, MVP standard. But here's the deal, though. With the world, I, with world record, with the uh, record for completion rate. Yeah, I just. I think it's we're gonna we saw a lot of that last week with people that just weren't ready. Like the Saints won, but they should have clobbered the Bucks. Like, oh yeah. Oh They yeah. should have. Like the Bucks did not play well enough. Their defense, the Bucks defense, was actually playing pretty well, but you're going to see with the with no no OTAs, no training camp, you're going to see players that don't play to their top or players that play more than because of like they don't have that training in place. So, that's just my opinion. Like I think Drew's going to come around. If he doesn't, then Oh, he oops. will for sure. But but yeah, everyone loves like the new toy. Like the media loves the new toy in 2018, Patrick Mahomes was what everybody talked about. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he quietly has an MVP season, like Russell Wilson did last year, and no one talks about it because he's just not the new thing everyone's talking about. And because you know Lamar Jackson, you know, did that thing. He ran the ball. Okay. 
with okay. He had 36 touchdowns though. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying no, Lamar's bad. I think, I think Lamar Jackson was the MVP last season, but um, I don't think he's the number one player in the NFL. He also, no, absolutely. Not. He also looked like an MVP uh, against the Browns, but, but that's the Browns. against the Browns. The Browns are bad, so. Uh, but, <laughs> but but anyway, anyway, for the Chargers this week, what do you guys ex- what do you guys expect? Not not final score. Um, let's just have like. I'm sorry I'm kind of throwing this at you, and I apologize. But let's have a bold prediction for what's going to happen in the Chargers game. I say... You ever heard of the Boston Massacre? It's going to be something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just an absolute... You said bold predictions. Bold dismantling. Predictions, oh, bold predictions? Bold predictions. That, I mean, that uh, is a bold pr- prediction. I mean... How about Dunkirk, where we just have to make them run away <laughs> and flee? Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit specific. I think... Uh, the Chargers are going to have four turnovers. I think we're going to force, we're going to force four turnovers. Four? four turnovers. Whether that's a whether that's a uh, an interception or a fumble or okay, okay. a break let's, sack let's go, or let's something. Let's go with this. Okay, Tyron Matthew interception. Frank Clark forced fumble. Cool. Um, Chris Jones forced fumble. Cool. And maybe some dinky Juan Thornhill because I love Juan Thornhill. Well, every, yeah, he's our. Chiefs golden boy exactly on the defense. Well, okay, no, he's or not, do we say Lajarius Sneed? I'm just, gonna, I'm just saying so four. Gonna, I'm just saying four turnovers. With, I was gonna say maybe there's some dinky little interception in the in the linebacker core by like Hitchens or something. Which, or Willie Gay. Oh, I love Willie bro, Gay. Too. Did he not play at all? That's also last another week? thing. Willie Gay did not pay, play, so we'll see how they use him. It's gonna be a while before he shows up. I think. Yeah, I think they like Ben Neiman a lot. So. Ben Neiman's going to get snaps before Willie Gay does. What do you think, Jackson? What do you, is there a bold prediction? I'm sorry, I'm just kind of springing this on you, but you're good. Um, I think I think my prediction is going to be that after kind of a low production first week, I think Mahomes is going to throw for four touchdowns over 400 yards. Perfect. And you know what that will do? That will make him the youngest. I saw this earlier today. That'll make him the youngest player to pass for 10,000 yards if he goes over 400 yard 377. If he goes over 377 this weekend, he uh, he is the youngest player in NFL history to reach 10,000 yards. Does he have to do it this weekend to do it? Um, I don't think so. Twenty fifth okay. birthday is today. I think today, yeah, today yeah, on twenty five today. Happy birthday, Patrick Mahomes. Happy birthday, thank you, I Daddy. Love you. Happy birthday, Dad. I in you. Thank you, Dad. Happy uh, birthday, If you ever Dad. need another knee or a patella, let us know. Any of us would do. I it will for give you. you any body part except for my arm because it probably wouldn't be nearly as good as yours. So. Exactly. Uh, don't. <laughs> Never mind. What was that, Oliver? Oliver? Don't. <laughs> I don't. was going to say something about my messed up knee, but. Oh, that's what. Okay, sure. Okay, good. <laughs> what? You guys want to see my x-ray? No, 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 <laughs> no. Matt, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're disgusting. Oh, Matthew, okay, Matthew okay, come okay. on, man. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Your okay. mom, your mom, ho- your mom is a sponsor for this podcast, and you're going to be, you're going to be thinking about that while we're recording, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> See, he doesn't know. He can't even say anything. I'm disappointed in you, Matthew. It's whatever, man. We've silenced him. Okay, well, we'll be back with Kaufman Corner <laughs> after this. Bitches. Before we get into the next section, we would like to thank our sponsors, the List Show Sell KC Group with Keller Williams Key Partners. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, they serve clients with superior service and integrity while going the extra mile to make your transaction the best it can be. Find them on Facebook by searching List Show Sell KC.
Slide into home with the List Show Cell KC Group. That's what they do. Be sure to find us on all our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DropTheBallPC. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like the Facebook page, both at DropTheBallPodcast. All right, we are back. Let's swing over to the K4 Kaufman corner. Oliver is losing it over here because he's so excited that the Royals <laughs> <laughs> the Royals won we six won in a row. We won the game. <laughs> they won six in a row. I mean, they did lose, was that Tuesday? Seven in a row, eight in a row. They lost no, a lot. They lost Tuesday, but then they won yesterday. So they've won seven of their last eight, uh, and they were just playing really, really, really solid. Can baseball. you spell World Series? W S, baby. I don't think that's how. That's not. I think that's the first two letters of World. I could be wrong though. W S. First yeah. two letters of World is W S. No, Jackson, go back to school, bro. No, all. Oliver, okay, shut up. No, Oliver, <laughs> you said, can you spell World Series? And Matt goes, W-S. Yeah, so I know. I was saying that, like, W-S isn't the first two. I can't. You guys are too stupid for me to explain this to you. Okay, fine. Um, But anyway, so the Royals aren't making it to the playoffs, but they can end the year strong. They're not out of playoff contention yet. Technically, they're not. You're correct. If they, <laughs> if they were to go on some batshit crazy run, then yes, they could. Because... Because uh, the eighth spot in the American League is actually in the garbage pan. Like, it is actually, like, the National League, we would be close to a playoff spot. But I think we're, like, what, three and a half games out of the wild card? I don't know. Uh, in the American League, because the Yankees are the eighth spot, and they are not good. So They're tanking right now, man. Yeah, they're, they're, they haven't been playing well. They, uh, they're resurging a little bit. <clears throat> or I guess... Which we'll just yeah, say that we're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably not because Cleveland. <laughs> are you just are you just arriving at that conclusion? Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It took me we a while. play Cleveland. We play Cleveland. Oh, here he goes again. And Cleveland is in the eighth spot. So I'm not trying to be like I'm not trying to be Debbie Downey here because, um, they could literally come in and we're not making have fun. Playoffs. I mean, we're they could. It's it's only if they like win all their. We'd games. have to win out. We'd have to win out. And Dude, I, we're five and a half games behind Cleveland. We'd have to win out, and Cleveland would have to lose a lot. Okay, would be the hugest choke. Cleveland is also ever. on an eight-game losing streak. Are they really? Holy crap! I didn't know that. That's longer than any of the ones Royals have had this season. You're correct. Also, uh, yes, we, we aren't making the playoffs. I'm sorry, but <laughs> we 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 do have something to look forward to. Uh, we were getting ready to watch the Chiefs game, and we were so excited. And we were watching the Royals, and then we switched over to the pregame coverage for the Chiefs game. And little did we know, little did we know. I thought I realized. I thought I realized it because he was just giving up walks. But Brady Singer was throwing a no hitter into the eighth inning, and then he followed that start up with. It was so gorgeous last night. Oh my gosh! Six, six innings more innings of two hit baseball, bro. I watched that. The, uh, that first inning was so beautiful. Almost immaculate. Oh my he is gosh. Almost immaculate. He Did, is Brady Singer um is so he is about halfway to the record, the Royals record for um innings pitched of uh shutout baseball. He is at fourteen point two. The record I believe is thirty one point one from Brett Saberhagen. Well huh. he won't make it this year. So I mean he's yeah, he's far Probably. away. But that's a cool kind of stat for everybody listening. Dude, I I mean, 
the young pitching is really if we go away from this year that is going to be the the one thing we're like okay the young pitching was the reason why 20 or the 2020 season was really good because we came up and we saw we were seeing Brady Singer and we're seeing Chris Bubich who who has struggled a bit but you know he had a really good start uh, he's finding time. he's finding his kind of footing yeah and then the all of them are, are really finding their uh their niche and how they how they're supposed to pitch at this level but Brady Singer is starting to almost look like an ace. And sure, it's two starts. And sure, it's against the uh, the Tigers. But come on. Well, his his almost no-no is against the in- Indians, who do strike out a lot. Yeah, they do strike out a lot. Game losing streak. But they are also still a decently good hitting team. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Brady Singer is just – he looks like the future ace of the rotation if it's not ace of Lacey. And, and I want – I want the listeners to uh, remember that Brad Keller is 25. Yeah. So he is not, by no means, is Brad Keller um, old. I mean, he's going to be, if in le- regardless of, uh, uh, re- not regarding trading or injury, Brad Keller's on the rotation for the next contending Royals team. Most definitely. And he's under club control for another five years. So yep. I mean, he's not going. He's not going anywhere unless they trade him. And if they trade him, they better get a bunch in return. Because they'll still, yeah, he'll still be under club control whenever they trade him. So yeah. Um, but then we get into Alberto Mondesi, who we've talked about on the show before, and how he's been bad this year. But uh, the past week, week and a half, he's been coming out of that slump, and we're we're seeing what he's capable of doing. He. Was second. He tied the major league. Or he was made second. a record. Or uh, was a second, second player or whatever. Second player in major league history to have three straight games of having a home run and a stolen base in both of those. And uh, the other, game. yeah, the other one was uh, Jose Abreu, I believe, in two thousand. Jose Abreu plays for the White Sox not, now. Not so Jose Abreu. Who's the Abreu? Bobby Abreu. Bobby Abreu. Yeah, which. We all knew Alberto Mondesi could do this. Okay, but I have to stop you. His name is Adalberto. Adalberto. What am I saying? Alberto. Alberto. I'm Alberto. <laughs> it's been it's been five weeks. I had to say it now. I'm sorry. Matt's whiteness has been showing through, and we apologize to all our viewers and Adalberto Alberto Mondesi. Ah, ha, ha. Uh, Interesting. Okay. I took four Adalberto years of Spanish. Okay, Mondesi. I know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna say Mondesi now. It was easier <laughs> when say Raul Jr. No, because he doesn't. <laughs> That's disrespectful, man. His dad's in jail. Come on. So is he mispronouncing changed, his name in the first place. He changed his <laughs> he changed his name because he didn't want to be called Raul anymore. So I'm just gonna call him Mondesi. Mondesi is doing really well. So over ten games, ten games, he's hitting 301, four home runs, eight great. stolen bases. That could be an incorrect stat, but he's looking really good. I mean, small sample size. I want to point that out small sample size but he does look really good yeah and if he can just keep this up and keep this momentum going until the end of the season that's perfect also another candidate who i don't really have on the list and i apologize but uh edward Oliveres, he's trailed off a little oh, yeah. from them we did what we talked about la- last week but i mean he's still looking really yeah, solid i'm a fan if he turns into literally anything like if he's just a starter on the next team uh we won the Trevor rosenthal trade oh, and yeah. i'll let you know that right now like, I, I when he started playing the way he did, I was shocked that the Padres let him go. So and oh my gosh, like he's been hitting for power, he's been stealing bases, he's been amazing so far. 
Maybe we just fit better in our, our organization than he did in the Padres. Maybe I think I think he's he's your he's your replacement for Gordon when Gordon retires. In all honesty. Yeah, I mean you have Daniel. Uh, but Gordon is uh, freaking. He'll never die. He'll live forever. He'll live forever, and he'll always have a jersey on. I don't know why, but he's he always will. I don't know why. Was I he like thirty? What is he? Thirty six? Thirty seven? He's yeah. like twenty four. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe when he came up. God, oh man, he's just. And not that I hate Gordon, but he's just. Come on. He's been hitting really well too recently, though. Yeah. Don't forget he that he has researched just as well, packs. and he hasn't lacked on defense. Hey, bro. Re-sign the only him. thing that you can maybe Re-sign say him. has changed is his arm strength. Hey, bro. All I would say to Alex Gordon at the end of the season is I would say, hey, we're gonna put your your nice number four up there with number five, number ten, number twenty. We'll retire your if number. If they don't, here you go. Please leave because we need somebody. <laughs> we need a young guy to take up your spot. And by leave, I would they be surprised mean go upstairs to the front office. Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe keep him around for one more year so we can have like a full season to like finish off on. But he is, and I'm sure he's great. Very for the low salary. Of the young he's very low salary, and he's basically just there to coach up the new outfielders. Yeah, and when you get Kyle Isbell coming up, and you get Khalil Lee, they're both coming up next year. The, they're probably coming up next year. They look pretty ready. But uh, which is, oh, my gosh. Like, yes, I would re-sign him for that reason, that reason alone, if he gets the understanding that, oh, you might have to be more of a coach. He'll play, if he does and he understands it, he's playing 50% of the games max, max, Absolute maybe even closer max. to like 30, 40. Yeah, and this is something that uh, – They've already started having that conversation, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they definitely. Last, they, I mean, they have two been, years ago, maybe. Even. Yeah, last year. Um, I mean, he's been sitting a good amount this season by his standards. So. Yeah, because they've had they've been having that conversation about rotating in the younger players. Definitely, and speaking of uh, rotating in in the younger players, which, uh, what we talked about, Edward Olivares, they've recently been playing Hunter Dozier, Hunter Dozier at first to move him out of. Uh, out of the outfield so they could get more people playing out there. Um, so, unfortunately, we've seen Ryan McBroom go down, and Ryan O'Hearn is kind of on the bench, which kind of leads bye me bye. to believe... He's he's going bye-bye. I yeah. think McBroom is the guy that we're keeping. and um, Well, actually, I don't know, because you have to think. We still have to think about platoons, though, still, because um, Dozier is a righty, and... McBroom is also a righty, so unless we have other plans for McBroom, yeah, and uh, Owen, I've liked. It's just he's never really reached that full potential, which it happens all the time. It's not, it's not like, oh, he was supposed to be a star. It happens all the time. There's more than one article out there, there, there about how the writing is on the wall and has been for Mc, uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> O'Hearn for a little while now. I think best case scenario, he gets traded to a club that's just kind of trying to rebuild. We get a c-grade prospect for him and he yeah. maybe gets a starting job for another year we get a st- we get a st- we get a top 20 top 20 pick out of an organization for some for him a I, lower organization i'm talking like the marlins or i guess they're doing pretty well right now but yeah their system's really good right now but uh from a stacked system a, like a ryan O'Hearn would fit right in and uh yes i i just think the place for Hunter Dozier's first base now because you got to find a place for him. Because when Jorge Soler comes back, he's going to be DHing. 
So well, Franco's only on a one-year deal. So as much as I he's don't hate Franco as much as I thought I was going to the beginning of the season. Yes, he's but, been hitting really, really well for us. Yeah, but he's also he got non-tendered by the Phillies when he still had arbitration left. So they could. Uh, he still is under club control for about a year. I thought we only signed him to like a one-year deal. Yeah, but when you sign them, you also get their rights. So you get their arbitration as well so he is still eligible for team control for another year they could yeah. non-tender him and release him but i see them i see them trading him to be honest he's yeah he's yeah. got he's he's performed well enough we'll trade him in the off season or or early on next season and um i will say that uh i definitely don't think he, he's definitely not on the next contending royals team i think that's dozier back over at third or gutierrez coming up i'd love to see gutierrez more he just hasn't looked that good in his Do you in not the time see that he got brought up. Maybe, He's been um, injured as well. So, um, Bobby Witt shifting over to third. I think that's the spot for Bobby Witt. Uh, Jackson. I still think the, it's happening. Yeah. yeah, Jackson says he's he he thinks it's going to be shortstop. But I think I think I genuinely think that um, that Baylor shortstop that we got in the same in the draft. Yeah, I think he's going to maybe get moved over to third possibly, or you might see Lucius Fox if he can turn stuff around on, at the plate getting some some shot a shot over at third but i think with a guy like bobby witt um if you can have him and mondesi in the middle infield i mean Where you although nikki lopez? i don't i will say that um he can't hit very well but nikki lopez is first in the al in defensive war for second baseman yeah so, so where are you putting him i hey, he's your, he's a, a platoon gr- guy is he's your a nice little christian cologne off the bench yeah, and he's he's not a starter. He's not a starter. It's possible he's not even on the team come our next contending years, as much as I hate to say it. Shame. Uh, yeah, I I mean I love Nicky Lopez. Nicky Lopez threw me a baseball in St. Louis. Oh, nice. I but also love Nicky. I mean, I was super hyped for Nicky when he came up. I still I still love watching him play, especially on defense. Oh yeah. I just think he doesn't hit well enough. I think you might he'll give he'll give Bobby Witt a, uh, or Mondesi. A, kind of a day off or something like that. They might try to transition him into like a outfielder, but he's really small and he doesn't hit for power. So outfield also seems just as less likely. I think they, I think there's too much depth in the outfield for them to move anybody. Uh, I mean, them getting all of just added to that problem, but he has really shown that he needs to be there. So I think it kind of depends on what happens to wit. If wit is still around when we're, when we are um, contending, then I could see Bobby wit, moving to third uh, but if imagine. we don't have wit then i don't see that happening and then that leaves maybe one more spot open for nikki to maybe shift out there but i like i said i still think that's a super super long shot i think that it is a massive mistake not to trade what merrifield next year you think it's a i massive think tra- it's a massive mistake not to. to keep him yes okay i think part of it, it it's tough for me because um he's got what four years left on his contract after this year he's got three years i don't left know but he's contract. 31 or something like that and he's yeah 31 but he hasn't old. regressed yeah he has like, he exactly. had one bad so streak get, this season which is making his stats look a little bit less but he hasn't regressed and so if we get could a keep, big old return if we could keep Merrifield, okay him. yeah but if we could keep him on the, the here's here's my quarrel with it i would love to see him get traded for really really good prospects but one, there's not many teams that have the farm system to send over the amount of MLB-ready prospects or people already playing in the MLB in return for him. Return Two, for a he's playing really, really though. good. So I'm really struggling with taking him, with completely giving him away 
when he could still contribute on a contending team, which is a long shot, but the possibility is not that far off for me. And three, I just, I, it's really hard. I think for it's, it's, I mean, Dayton Moore has proven in the past that it's hard for him to choose other people over kind of guys that are loved equally by the city. Uh, example, Alex Gordon in 2015. When we could have signed Zobrist. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I struggle with it as well because my only thing is if Dayton, if you're trying to get, get rid of him or you hear people really wanting him, I say Dayton Moore puts the ridiculous offer and it's like, I will only accept blah. And if someone, someone's like, yep. Okay. Here, then I'd say, yeah. Like if I would only say like the number one number two, number three, like a top 10 I would prospect. say top, top, I would say two top fives and like a, another top 20. Holy shit. Um, That's already, dude, Wit, Wit is performing. Shit. I know that sounds huge. Yeah. I know two top fives sounds huge for yeah, one but player. No, but but Wit, Wit is po- quite possibly one of the best hitters of the last four or five years. In fact, not possibly. I think he is. I know that sounds like a, like a high bar for him, and I know that sounds like I'm saying a lot about him. But I mean, he I mean, led the league in hitting for two years. He slumped hard. I'm sorry, I'm ranting, but he slumped hard this season, and he's still tied for I think fifth in hits in the MLB in the entire MLB. He had a two for 32 stretch, and he's tied for fifth for hits in the MLB. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, and uh, I mean, maybe you do you do float that, Jackson. You do the. You do the top, the two top fives thing. Like you do two top fives in a system, and uh, top twenty. And that's what I think. If I think that's the only asking price. If you're like, okay, this is what this is what we want, and if they offer it, then cool. You like, can't not. Take you it. can't not take it. Yeah, I think I think if you get you get after next year, I think if you get after next year yeah. and he's got two years left or one year left, then you can kind of start going okay other teams will give you more reasonable, like you can give other teams more reasonable expectations for what you want in yeah. return. And other teams will look at that and go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'll take it. And I don't, and I don't think they're like his trade, his trade value just keeps going down in my opinion. And not because of his performance, just because, because of his of contract, his, because of his control. And yeah. if your trade value just goes down after control, that's just how it goes. But I, I do agree. If you got to, you got to put in the best thing, the best thing possible and if somebody bites then they bite but because also if if they just keep disrespecting him disrespecting that's right correct i don't know what are yeah, you trying to disrespecting, say disrespecting probably yeah like his talent disrespecting yeah, his talent if, level if the major if major if the major leagues keep disrespecting his talent like they always do i mean he's the most underrated player in the league in my opinion and if they keep doing that and they're like oh two top 20s then no no yeah I, he's a corner I, I would say I, I know people have been saying for the last like two years, like two or three years to trade wit. And I understand that. I totally get it. I we're a small market team and we have to take advantage of guys that are playing really well. However, when these fir- when these trade demands first came out, it was almost a complete no-go because for wit alone, you needed another player who's already in, in the MLB performing or pro- in producing and prospects and no one was willing to give that up and i think even now it's still three mlb ready prospects or three guys that you know are going to be able to at least make a debut and not fizzle out in the minors so it's just kind of a 
you, you have to wait till he de- depreciates his value depreciates a little bit because it's not or dis- depreciates depreciates that's Depreciate. the word I'm looking for um, because he's just not it's just not feasible to ask to give an asking price for teams like what I gave and have them accept those offers or those demands yeah and uh, with that we will transition into quite possibly America's oh favorite segment. I mean, come can we on. get a counter? Can can we have can we have someone? I don't know if we have fans that are this dedicated to go count how many times he said quite possibly America's, America's favorite, favorite segment. segment. And I and I'm sorry I do a bad job of of uh, introducing this this segment. Uh, I haven't the past couple times, but this is what dropped the ball is. It is just. It is the people who very much screwed the pooch this week. That is just Done all goofed, it is. Done goofed, bro. Done goofed. That's another Messed one. up. Hashtag wasted. Like, that's <laughs> another one. If Just people that have absolutely screwed up. Or, you know, just haven't supplied what they need to. And uh, with Or that, supplied too much in our case this week. Yep. Uh, so, with that, I'll, I'll pass it on to Jackson. You, you let me know, sir. All right. So um, my drop the ball is uh, something that everyone I think is aware of. Everyone who watches the NFL is probably aware of. Um, but we're going to travel down to Tampa Bay, Florida, mm-hmm. um, where Tom Brady made his debut in a uniform that was not a Patriots uniform. And he threw two picks and rushed for a touchdown. Tom, Tom Tom Brady's Brady? first, I think, uh, and and don't get me wrong, he I do believe he's going to turn it around. I think that was not an appropriate um, introduction to what he's probably going to do this season. Hey. I don't think he's going to be insane. I don't think he's going to be a phenomenal, but I think he at least has the bar to hit average. Could you tell me what happened on the second interception? Uh, it was a pick six, Woo-hoo! I believe. Yeah, it um, was. So, but but I I will say that it's definitely a weird signal of an era. Um, when the first touchdown is a Tom Brady rush, it's yeah, it, that's not a good sign. I I don't know I don't know if that was a a option play or Arians just really wanted to make him rush the football. I but think it, uh, I think it was. I would say Tom that Brady, this week. Uh, yeah, I'm with Matt. I think it was an executive decision on Tom Brady's part, and just saw how yeah. the Saints lined up with nobody in front of him, and he just said, "Well." I can't like not do Let's, this. <laughs> Why not? Um, I'll just say that uh, this week, uh, Tom Brady, I think, dropped the ball a little bit. It was it was not a Tom Brady esque start, and it was definitely not a good start to his the the Tom Brady era. I'm putting up air quotes for anybody listening, everyone listening. Um, it was not a good start to the Tom Brady era in Tampa Bay. Oh, what a shame. And uh, I'm going to go next because um, mine's a little serious. Detroit Lions, great franchise, horrible franchise, horrible franchise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, haven't made it to a playoff game in a long time uh, or haven't won a playoff game in forever. Um, so a lot of people were picking the Detroit Lions to really surprise in the NFC uh, North. They're really – they really are picking them to be a surprise team. And I, I agree. Matt I think I think that Matt Stafford, he's got the goods. And, I mean, he's a little old, but he's got some good pieces around him. One of those great pieces uh, around him, his name is DeAndre Swift. Just to get some uh, context here, 
number one, they blow a 23-6 to six lead, which is so Detroit Lions. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, so Detroit. This is so Detroit. This is like old Kansas City. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it goes back to Matthew Stafford doing his job and then everyone else in exactly in Detroit just not doing <laughs> no, it. it. Like, the defense is like, bro, they're already at the bar, bro. They're already there. Anyway, uh, Chicago drives back, and now it's 27-23. to 23, And Matt Stafford, God bless this man is driving down the field and he's like, like a mad let's man. do this and he is perfect he's perfect he's throwing everything and then uh DeAndre Swift drafted him drafted him in the second round this year and uh the Chiefs picked Chiefs Clyde Edwards Hilaire over DeAndre Swift a mm-hmm. lot of people a lot of people suggested that they pick DeAndre Swift instead DeAndre Swift Dropped the game-winning pass in the end zone, bro. It was a dime. It too. was an absolute dime by by Matthew Stafford, and it couldn't have been thrown better. It was in between the defenders. It was perfect. He had no one behind him trying to hit him. He just wide open, wide open catch. Basically. He literally backed up too. He did, you know, in Madden when you're like secure catch. That's what he did, and it just it hit his hands and the, like they were bricks. It just fell off, and you know what they did? They didn't win the game. The, the most Detroit Lions thing to ever happen is DeAndre Swift dropping the game-winning pass in the end zone. And uh, I would say that DeAndre Swift dropped the ball verbally and uh, literally. He also got outrushed by a, what, 37-year-old Adrian Peterson? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily his fault. But this, because they're going to go for uh, AP... Uh, a lot more than DeAndre Swift. They're going to break him in easy, but ooh, uh, DeAndre Swift literally dropped the ball this week. Is it my turn? Yes. Go over to you, Oliver. Nice. We're going to travel um, away from football and away from Tampa. Uh, I do believe we're going to go up to the Northeast. I think this guy's in Boston. I'm not quite sure, but we're going to go into the world of the of entertainment of the non-sports variety. Um, to a well-known name in in everyone's mind nowadays. You may know him from uh, various role, various one role. one one role in particular. Uh, in a massive film fra- film franchise. Um, oh, Captain, my Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. It is not Eric Robin Gazaz. Williams. It's your boy Chris Evans. Uh, he's on Instagram. Uh, uh. This, this past week, decides to share something from his camera roll using, I don't have an iPhone, some kind of screen recording, I don't know, okay doohickey device, I don't know, Boom. what these yeah, what these young kids are doing nowadays. Yep. So anyways, he records it, whatever, you see a glimpse of his camera roll, and in his camera roll, you not only see a picture of him in like some attire that the caption says guard the pussy or something like that which is kind of hilarious <laughs> um but you also see a lewd explicit photograph of chris evans which um, some people might want but not us. Okay. <laughs> which <I'm okay. laughs> which was put on his instagram story for all to see and um they saw i did not I, I I didn't see this. This is <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. I didn't I did, hey, you know, I didn't I, see did, it. I didn't look. I didn't look it up. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see it at all. <laughs> I, 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 well, uh, 
yeah, so totally, totally okay if you wanted to see it. No judgment if you wanted yeah, to see no it. Yeah, no judgment if you wanted to For see it. For research purposes only. Yeah. Anyways, write a, uh, write an essay so about it. so so he um uh, let loose that into the world. Drop the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Good one, Jackson. I, I, I Thank sp- you. But I suppose one one could say that. Or he, he, I'm pretty <laughs> proud of that one. That was a good one. That was, he, uh, that was a good one. I, I'm very <laughs> proud of you for that one. Um, Hi, mom. You could. S- <laughs> Never mind. Oh my gosh. Okay, and with that, <laughs> this is a sports show. We we don't want to. I don't want to leave y'all hanging on oh, what bah. I was talking about. But <laughs> I hate you for that. I hate you for that. So that was a much. good one. That was a good one, Liver. You you what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, we need to uh, we need to de-escalate. Take it back. We need to de-escalate the situation <laughs> right now. Thank you for tuning in this week Thank for you. our late episode. But uh, until next time, don't drop don't the get ronified. Don't get ronified. Don't get ronified. Don't drop stay the safe. ball. Don't uh, yeah, st- stay safe. Don't uh, don't not be safe. And uh, go Chiefs. Why not? Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go y'alls, baby. Go uh, Royals are gonna win out. Hey, we don't discriminate. Go Sporting. Yeah. Go the Mavericks if you follow the uh, the hockey team. Yeah. Go uh, the Kansas City Comets. I don't know if they go, go Kings, exist anymore. Go Scouts. We're going back to the 70s. Go Scouts. Go Kings. Go Blues. Well, yeah, if you're a Missouri listener, go Blues. We'll give you that. Uh, go Blues, we're baby. S- we're not going to say the other team that hails from that city because we don't like them. We don't just not like them. We hate them. We we opposite of love them. I, w- I would say we don't talk about their football team, but, you know. They don't got They don't one. have it anymore. Ooh, what a shame. You might say that dropped the ball. Anyway, until next time. Don't drop the ball. Mm-hmm.